are here at uh, the IQ um, presentation. What is it? Presentation day? You know, pitch investor day? Pitch in, day. Investor exactly. pitch day. All right, cool. And we're with Ali Oshinsky from Pod Stories. So th- this is uh, a very cool one that we're very excited about because we're a podcast. <laughs> There's some so, Venn diagram uh, yeah, yeah, going exactly, on over here. Yeah, yep. <laughs> so, uh, so Ali, uh, what is Pod Stories? So Pod Stories is a branded podcasting agency um, that solves the problem of like how people consume media, right? So right now, I mean, we're on a podcast, yep. and so whoever's listening to this is listening to a podcast. But like, the sort of cultural currency right now is podcasts, and because it's sharing stories, sharing mm-hmm. humanity. Um, and then being in IQ, I saw all these like amazing startups and innovations, and just things going on in Connecticut. And I thought these stories need to be told, mm-hmm. right? Because there's this disconnect between what a, a corporation is and the stories that got it going. So what Pod Stories aims to do is find those stories, work with the company to find those stories, and then turn those stories into an audio narrative, a podcast. Um, and so we're going to work with companies in Connecticut. We, I've already worked with UConn, and I'm working with the Technology Incubation Program out of Farmington to produce podcasts about the innovations going on there. Um, and yeah, we're just really excited to get this, this scene of both podcasts and startups going in Connecticut. Nice. So, uh, so obviously you're a marketing person, right? So, so like came out of the business school. Or, or, oh no, yeah. she's I an mean, English major. <laughs> okay, <laughs> right. So, Allie so and I were bit. commiserating yeah. over that a little bit. Yeah. Right. So, <laughs> Putting that so, degree to work. Right. Right. So yeah. tell us how how how'd you get into podcasts? What it is, and like the 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 process of getting into IQ and, and so forth. So. Yeah. So okay, podcasts. I'm gonna tell you a story because that always makes podcasts better. Um, two years ago, I'm I was working at Starbucks in West Hartford Center, and a friend of mine said, "Hey, have you heard of this thing called cereal?" And I said, "Oh, no. you're cereal. You I'm, started with cereal. I'm okay. a cereal convert. Yeah." <laughs> so I listened to it, and I just I had sort of had trouble picking my major. I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. And I heard this podcast and it just changed the way that I, th- I thought about media and I thought about storytelling. Um, and it was so immersive. And I said, OK, like I have to figure out how to do this. So um, a year or so later, I was back at UConn. I chose the English major because I'd always loved storytelling and reading. Um, and, and I said, I want to learn how to make a podcast. So I looked around. Nobody was teaching this. So I was like, OK. I'm going to approach the English department and ask them to give me credit to teach myself how to make a podcast. So I went to them and said, I want to make a podcast about professors here. And they were like, okay. So they gave me the credit. Rate my professor podcast. Yeah, basically. (laughs) Um, And so I started making a podcast called Professors Are People Too. And it was about my story as an English major, but it was also about the professors and sort of student experience. Um, and the rest is history. I fell in love and I said, this is what I got to do with my life. And, and so I said, maybe IQ could use a podcaster. Mm-hmm. So, so the, the process of IQ, right? So you went and had to do the first pitch. I mean, how, how did that go? I, mean, I assume you're an English major. I mean, were yeah. you already thinking about it as a business or are you just thinking maybe I can just get into, you know, being a co-host of something or a, a producer? Like how, yeah. how did that go? Well, okay. So like being at the university, you see like people are are spending money on things that are educationally exciting, maybe like podcasts. And I was like, so maybe I can get UConn to pay me to stay here and continue to make podcasts. And then I got something in the UConn Daily Digest, which is an obnoxious email we get every day. And it said, win $15,000. And I said, oh, I can make a podcast with that kind of money. So I went to the first session and I was like, everybody's wearing suits here and I don't fit in here and I'm an English major. 
Um, and then I was talking to one of my professors, Gina Brecca, and she said, keep going. And so I went back because there's free pizza and I kept going and I sort of thought, OK, maybe it's not just I want to make a podcast. Maybe I want to sell podcasts. So then the idea came in to to have local businesses pay me to make a podcast. Um, and then, you know, I got as a finalist into the incubator and we've spent the last six weeks sort of trying to figure out. How do you monetize podcasts in a way for to tell the stories of businesses um, and so that they'd want to pay for us? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so was there was there um, so the the first few uh, free pizza nights right yeah. the, when you're going to get going free to get some pizza free, works yeah, exactly. by the way this oh, is the lesson here it 100 percent does. It, it 100% does. Um, how did the how did the IQ mentors and the people involved kind of push you to to kind of get to the point where you're you're making uh, stories for businesses, right? Because you came in, you had an idea, and so how what were like give us some examples of like that process, right? Like did yeah. they did they did they call you out on some stuff? Did they say, listen, how are you gonna make a business, or yeah. where's the money coming from? Yeah, well, so I actually set up a meeting with um, somebody who's in in engineering and business, and his, his first name is Hadi. Um, and I sat down with him and I said, I want to make these for schools. And he said, well, you know, you're not going to be able to just make these without getting paid, you know, after you're done. Because uh, that's kind of the, the dream, the academic dream, right? You, you do things without consequences and, and then you don't have to get paid for them, right? <laughs> yeah. And so I said, okay, shoot, like I got to figure out how to make money off of this. Um, and so from there, I, th- I thought, is there somebody who'd be willing to pay for this? Because podcasts get all sorts of traffic and people listen to it. So there's somebody, right? Um, so I thought, what if, what if a company name was exposed with that? Um, and then in, in the incubator, um, they, you know, they'd ask me these questions where, where they'd say, you know, what kind of audience, what kind of numbers, what kind of, you know, dollar signs can we get out of this? And all my answers were like podcasts and good feelings, right? <laughs> um, and so coming from a humanities background, I said to myself, like, you got to you got to translate, you know, you got to translate these things. So so that really pushed me to start working a little bit more with numbers and saying, OK, you know, it's not all just about good feelings, but good feelings can translate into numbers yeah. and translate into dollar signs. So, yeah. It, it's a very millennial answer. Uh, <laughs> it really is. <laughs> that was the other thing I was going up against. Yeah. <laughs> what, tell us a little bit about that. Why yeah. are you going up against, like, because you're a millennial? I mean, I mean, we're in, this is at UConn. Right. You're at a college. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're presumably most of the people are millennials. Right. I mean, you got some outliers. But, I mean, why, why was that a, a, a big challenge? I think, I mean, you guys are like millennials too, and maybe you feel this this part of being an idealized, you know, internet digital native where where we have this idea about what things should be, and then I'm always talking to my dad about, well, you got to pay the bills, you know, and and so what I want to do is show that I can have these high-minded ideals, but I can do the work to make them happen. And, and so I think that's probably more of an internal thing, mm-hmm. but I think... I think a lot of people around me who have all these exciting and artistic ideas think that it's going to work. And so if you can show someone and kind of shut them up and say, hey, I did it and I turned yeah. it into something that you recognize as legitimate, that's a good feeling. And, and yeah. Well, and just to, to your point about the whole good feelings part of it is, you know, a lot of the entrepreneurs we talk with, it's not just about the business. It's about, you know, doing making the world a little better, doing it in more interesting ways. You, you know, in your presentation, you're talking about being advertising blind 
I'm, that's a great way to just kind of, you know, it's true. I, I don't look at ads. I'm looking at that little, you know, skip ad thing in the corner of the YouTube video, just waiting for it to get out. Yeah. Um, so it's just kind of uh, very interesting how you're just kind of bringing a lot of those ideas, those millennial concept, if, if you will, into like one sort of, you got podcast, you got good feelings, but you got money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I have to say, too, that was, there was a big misjudgment that I made. I, I on that first day with the IQ um, folks in ITE C80, I thought all these people are here because they're looking to make money quickly, right? And the, like nothing could be farther from the truth with like startups and entrepreneurship. And and so I was coming from this humanities background where people were saying like, ah, like corporate weasels. And, and I was just thinking, this is not a good way to make money right away. So there's got to be something else driving them. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And by the way, I don't like to subscribe to labels. <laughs> <laughs> what a millennial thing, right? thing to say, Yeah, exactly, right? Um, but you know what the one thing I, I will have to say about podcasts? So I can remember the first podcast yeah. I listened to, the whole thing, like, same with you. Um, and, and by the way, it's kind of funny that so many people got converted by cereal. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't understand it. Like, I actually didn't get into it. Yeah. For so, someone who listens to podcasts so voraciously, I never got into Serial. Yeah. However, I did get into S-Town and the, you know, because it's the combination. Um, but the one thing I want to say is about the ads, right? So I d- you listen to ads when you're listening to podcasts, right? They come in, you know, halfway through or the 15 or whatever. I mean, it's 15 seconds. It is what it is. I mean, some of the longer ones like Joe Rogan. I mean, I love Joe Rogan. I love it. But he, it's like 10, 15 minutes of like, of, of uh, you know, ads. But it's just him talking about it. Like it's him being legitimate, like not actually like pitching. It's like sometimes he says he doesn't like it or this or that, yeah. right? <laughs> oh, just kind of, kind of hilarious. Um, but it's one of those things where even the, the ads that I skip through, right? I do the 30-second kind of rerun. I still know them because like I, I've heard the same pitch before, like Tim Ferriss, like he pre-records his, right? So he, he kind of a thing. And I still go back to those people. Like they're still in my mind because I remember the stories. I remember, all, you know, the, mm. the whole thing. So I still remember because I remember the story of the ad because podcasting seems to be the ad is the story, right? Because that's what you're going for. It's not, yeah. it's not an advertisement to buy my stuff. It's just I'm going to tell you how I went about it. Right. And you decide if you like that story and want to buy into that kind yeah. of a... Yeah, and I think, like, there's there's this just, like, budding sort of, like, talking about the millennial high-minded ideas thing. Like, there's this budding consciousness going on, and, and, and people want to create companies that reflect how they feel about a certain topic mm-hmm. that maybe save the environment or help people out. Like, you know, somebody presenting today is working to make the lives of firefighters easier or save lives. That's, that's amazing, yeah. right? And so... I don't even feel like there, that needs an advertisement. That just needs the story to be mm-hmm. told because I would buy it. And, I, and I'm never going to go into a burning building like willingly, but I will support that product because mm-hmm. I'm so excited about the fact that he has um, a passion and he's making a product mm-hmm. to create that. Yeah, and, and one thing that I noticed too is that, again, same thing, right? I you know may not go into a burning building, but if it's a good story and I run into a firefighter like at a party or at a bar, right? You're talking with them and you'd be like, listen, man, I – there's this company in Connecticut that actually doing X, Y, and Z. You guys should probably look into them, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just like that simple word of mouth. And it's yeah. almost, and it, I, again, my, 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 my girlfriend hates me because I'm always like, I listen to a podcast <laughs> and I learned this on a podcast yeah. and I did this on a podcast. <laughs> um, and so she's just like, we, we get it. It was on a podcast. Right. But, but, it, but it's still like a, you're still spreading the story, right? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, that's how stories got passed down for generations. Yeah. So it's now, now it's, uh, I mean, sometimes you don't say the same exact way. <laughs> <laughs> telephone a little bit right, but right. it's just like you can go listen to the podcast right yeah yeah it's like <laughs> so, a human currency yeah, yeah yeah so um okay so where's the company now where what are you trying to do um and what's what overarching story are you trying to tell right now 
Ooh, okay, good questions. Um, so right now we are working, um, I graduated like a month and a week ago, and I am now working with TIP, which is Technology Incubator Program mm -hmm. out of Farmington. Um, and we're going to see if we can tell stories about the, the technical startups and medical startups happening there. Um, so that's our first client. Mm -hmm. um, and f I hope to talk to some people today and, and see, you know, what ideas they have, what companies are excited um, to tell their stories and what, what companies have stories that need to be told. Um, and then like overarching goals for the company. I think we, like I said, like we're excited to tell stories. And, and I think the the key like special sauce to a good story is finding somebody who's passionate about a story. Mm -hmm. um, so, so it could be something that I could care less about. It could be underwater basket weaving, but if, if somebody behind it has like a passion and a drive and just the right energy, then I want to hear that story. Mm -hmm. And I, th I think other people will want to hear that story too. So, so that's, that's what we're looking for. Mm -hmm. yeah. Now, so you're you're focusing on Connecticut. You're like, because this is the ecosystem that you're within and everything. Right. So, looking for what type of companies in Connecticut? Yeah. So, um, so originally we just we thought about companies that that had sort of like an aesthetic in mind or 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 something like that. And and then I realized that a lot of companies have like a a goal in mind. I mean, so they have like a environmental goal or they are doing this to change something or there's a story about why this product exists i mean there was somebody who went through iq a year ago and he had a friend who died in a car crash so he's making a device that um, keeps high school or you know teenage drivers uh, focused on the wheel and not mm -hmm. on their phones um, and so we're looking to talk to companies that have that kind of story. And I know it's kind of a nebulous thing. Yeah. Um, and of course, we'd love to expand beyond Connecticut in the years to come because it's, you know, it's not unique to Connecticut, these exciting stories about passions. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so uh, presumably kind of growth companies really trying to get their, their word out there. Um, you want to work with companies that, you know, want to know the kind of story they want to tell, right? They, the, 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 or do you want to come help craft that story for them? Yeah, well, I think I think the one thing we need is that they know there's a story, right? Mm -hmm. They don't not need to know how to tell it yet. And, um, and you know, we want to find the contours of that story, maybe add new things to the equation. Um, but, like, but everybody has a story, right? And, mm -hmm. and some people are, are better at using right words and, and pauses and volumes. Um, and, and some people, but, like, everybody has a good story, mm -hmm. right? So... So we can work with the people who are good at telling stories already or people who don't know how to tell their stories already um, because, yeah, we'll, f we'll find a way to do that. All right, cool. So um, before I, I have you tell everybody where to reach you and how to contact yeah. you and everything like that, um, tell us uh, quickly a couple of um, – give me the ups and downs of IQ. What, what, were, what were the things you loved about it? What are the things that either challenged you or the things that really kind of put you – you know, just, just, just didn't rub you right? <laughs> um. Well, we never really took lunch breaks, but I guess I should get over that. <laughs> you got to right? get over that. Um, we were inside like for eight-hour days, and I'm, I definitely like being outside at least once a day. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I, you know, walking to the car and back, but but you know, more <laughs> yeah, than that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but really, I think it's it's the kind of place that that shows people how they they feel about their own idea. You mm -hmm. know, I wouldn't have sat through six out eight-hour days and many more longer days if this wasn't something I was passionate about. Yeah. Um, and it also, it puts you in a situation where 
like I just graduated college and very much the theme in my life and the theme in IQ is like nobody's making you do this and and nobody like you have to be the only one you know um and somebody used like a Kobe Bryant quote like it's about the 4 a.m.s and and I like to get eight hours of sleep a night or at least six so it's not gonna be about the 4 a.m.s for <laughs> yeah, me but no, it's me gonna either. be about I need my sleep <laughs> right right <laughs> maybe it'll be about the 5 a.m.s when I wake up and yep. and so um so yeah that's the upside of IQ that like that that it's a place to allow you to see, okay, this is, this is something I'm passionate about mm-hmm. and it's not going to be easy, but like it shouldn't be easy. So, so it kind of like pulls the grit out of you. Like it says, yeah. like, like it shows it, it. Cause I think, um, they were saying that, that 10 people started the incubator and only eight or yeah. eight companies, uh, or 10 started only eight, uh, survived. Right. <laughs> so, right. And, and I think that is hundred percent with entrepreneurship, right? You need to, you, you gotta be passionate with it cause there is ups and downs. There's a lot of times where everybody else is telling you, dude, you should get a job. Right. <laughs> you know, like, how is this going to happen? Um, where is this going? You're like, yeah. listen, um, so, so definitely understand it and, uh, you know, appreciate the hustle. Um, yeah. obviously we love what you're doing. The, the stories, yeah. you know, you, um, um, we love stories. Yeah. We love talking about them. <laughs> <Same>. <laughs> exactly. Um, so where can people reach out to you, a uh, company that wants to maybe tell their story? How do they get in touch with you? Yeah. So um, to start, maybe they should visit my website, uh, alioshinsky.com. That's A-L-I-O-S-H-I-N-S-K-I-E.com. Um, and there's a contact page there. And shortly we will get a website up and running for that. But yeah, I'd love to talk to people. Um and yeah, and Dave Menard is also like a big fan of Pod Stories, and we're a big fan of him. Yep. So um, if anybody is connected to him in the network, yeah, he's got my contact. All right, so, very cool. Yeah. Well, we'll have all that in the show notes. And yeah. um, Allie, thank you for coming on. Yeah, thank you so much for having me yeah. on. This is so exciting. Yay, yeah. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, talk to you later. Bye. Thank you for listening to the CT Startup Podcast. We want to thank our audio sponsor, the Murphy Kalina Law Firm, our guests for their time and input our production company, Sublime Exposure Online, and of course you, our listeners, for helping make all this possible. Make sure to check out our Facebook page, our webpage at ctstartup.com, and our Twitter at ctstartupcast. Please make sure to join our newsletter for all the latest information on connected startups.